Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. Hey, what's up, students and parents? So just wanted to let you know, again, I'll give you an update on the Point Podcast and where we are right now. Uh, We are going to do three episodes uh, to finish up Matthew chapter 14. We're getting in Matthew 14 today, and we're going to take Matthew chapter 14 on in three different episodes. And then we're actually going to take a break from the Point Podcast for about a week and a half as we're getting ready to go to camp. And we're gearing up to go to camp next week, and we won't be able to post any episodes then. And so after Matthew chapter 14, we're going to have a little break, and uh, we will be at camp. And it's going to be awesome. And so we're so pumped. But just wanted to kind of keep you posted on that. So you'll have an episode for Wednesday night. I guess we'll drop one. And that'll be uh, the end of Matthew chapter 14. And then we're going to have a little bit of a delay. And so, man, thank you so much for listening. And we'll make an announcement and Instagram post when we kick back up after that. But today, we're in Matthew chapter 14, verses 1 through 12. And I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. This is not one of the most riveting passages of scripture. Right? And uh, just to be real, man, there's some passages that are like that. I mean, we, we have some passages in the Bible like Romans uh, like Romans 3 or Ephesians 2 or Hebrews 1 that are just, man, you can read those passages and, man, you can literally comb through it and just wade in verse by verse, literally word by word sometimes, and just soak up all this incredible uh, theological insight, um, these credible, incredible verses that just literally can shape the way we view Jesus and view God and all these things. And you have passages like that, and then... You have passages like John chapter or Matthew chapter 14, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying here, and here's what I want you to hear. Um, I'm not saying that, that this passage is any less inspired, right? That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that this passage is any less important, but I think it is certainly true that different passages in the Bible seek to serve different purposes, right? And so, you know, uh, you're going to read Romans 3 differently than you will read, say, the book of Numbers when it's chapter after chapter of uh, genealogy after genealogy and count after count of just who is in like the room of the, the Israelite census, right? That's the book of Numbers. It's all about how many people are in the people of Israel at that time, where you're going to read that as much more of a whole, whereas a Romans 3, you want to keep it in light of the whole, but man, you can really read through verse by verse. And so it's not saying that each of them are of less importance. That's not what I'm saying at all. I mean, we believe in 2 Timothy 3 that all scripture is inspired by God, that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training up in righteousness, right? That's 2 Timothy 3. But that is not to say that there are certain passages that we should approach and read differently. That should we read John or Matthew chapter 14 verse by verse? Um, yeah, we can do that. And, and that might be useful for a time being. But primarily, this is just a story. This is an account because uh, this is a this is a historical account, right? Matthew is giving us his uh, description, uh, his autobiography, I guess you could say, or biography of Jesus, right? And he is including this little section in there. And this section that he's including is about John the Baptist. And so th- this is simply a, a story about John the Baptist's fate. And now John the Baptist in the New Testament is a major figure, right? I mean, he is a major major figure. If you go back to Matthew chapter 3, he's described. He's described in John chapter 1, uh, and he's even prophesied of an Old Testament that before Jesus comes in the flesh, there's going to be a man who is preparing the way. 
He's going to be preaching. He's going to be doing all these things. And um, and he's going to be preparing the hearts of the people for the Messiah that's going to come. So that's the role John the Baptist plays. And so he's a, he's a big deal in Scripture. This is not uh, a minor character. right? This, this guy's a major deal. And so it makes sense that Matthew would include John the Baptist's fate in his gospel because the, the people reading this gospel would have known who John the Baptist was, right? He talks about him in Matthew chapter 3, and John the Baptist is such a major character, such a major deal that it's important that we know how his story ends. And so if you if you read the story in Matthew chapter 14, verse 1 through 12, uh, Herod has John in prison because John has basically been speaking against the marriage that Herod has. And uh, and Herod, it's it's kind of a crazy story. Herod has a, a lady dance for him, right? This woman dance for him. And Herod, it pleases him. And he basically says, man, I'll give you anything you want, which is a really dumb thing, right? Because, because guys, we can get our head just way in places it does not need to be when we think about impressing girls, right? We can just do that. And Herod Herod gets in a place like that, and he says, whatever you want, and the lady that was dancing for him basically requests that he bring her John the Baptist's head. Pretty intense, right? But that's in the Bible. That She says, will you bring me John the Baptist's head? And so it is then that man, Herod uh, assassinates John the Baptist. He takes him, and he beheads him, and they literally bring John the Baptist's head to Herod. It's a pretty gruesome picture. And here's kind of what I want us to think about this, other than just understanding that this is how John the Baptist's story ends, and that's helpful to know. Um, I, I want to think about this. You know, we are um, next week. We're going to be in the Book of Daniel, which I'm so so pumped for at camp. It's going to be so good, and I'm just so excited. And there's a phrase that's been ringing out in my mind that you're going to hear us talk about next week, and it's the phrase "even if he doesn't." Even if he doesn't. And that phrase comes from Daniel chapter 3 when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are standing at the fiery furnace. Nebuchadnezzar is about to throw them in. And they say, Nebuchadnezzar, our God is mighty. Our God is able to save us from this. Our God's able to do this. But even if he doesn't, Nebuchadnezzar, we are not going to bow to you or bow to your idols, right? And it's the the hope and the trust in the fact that even if God doesn't move, I'm still going to worship him. And you know what's crazy is, is John the Baptist has seen God move in amazing ways in his life. Absolutely. But but here, his story ends with him dying. Like, let's not beat around the bush there. Like His story ends with him being beheaded and his life is over. And, and so I, I guess you could kind of say or, or someone could say, well, God acted in his life in all these powerful ways. But here, God failed him, right? Because here, John the Baptist's story ends in death. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had a man in the fire. And Daniel was in the lion's den and all that stuff. But here, John the Baptist's story is over. He dies, right? And he does die. That's true. But man, this is where the hope of who Matthew's gospel is all about comes into play. But but because of what Jesus does and what Jesus is going to do in a few chapters, when Jesus literally comes and he gives his life and he dies and he's hung on a cross and he says his last breath or breathes his last breath, he says it is finished, right? And he dies. But when Jesus rises again from the grave, here's the hope that John the Baptist has. And here's the hope that you and I have is that John the Baptist is not dead, right? Is that John the Baptist is going to be raised to life again because Jesus has been raised to life again. And that's your hope and that's my hope, that even death cannot separate us from the love of God. That that even in death, we are victorious because we serve Jesus and Jesus was victorious even over death. And so 
I think we've got to be careful to say, okay, God is only moving when there's a man in the fire moment. No, God is moving here. And God is going to be faithful to John the Baptist. Even though John the Baptist dies in this moment, God is going to be faithful to him and raise him up from the grave because that is the hope that we have because we have someone who already rose from the grave and his name is Jesus, right? So I hope that uh, makes sense. That's kind of a, a big theological concept to think about is this physical resurrection, but it's true. And it's something that you and I have to look forward to because Jesus Christ. And that's who Matthew is all about. Matthew, that's who Matthew is writing all about. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.